from API. This is Energy Tomorrow Radio, your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day. Welcome to Energy Tomorrow Radio. I'm your host, Jane Van Ryan. If you're a regular listener, you've heard us talk about the Marcellus Shale Formation that runs underground from upstate New York through Pennsylvania and down into Ohio in the eastern portions of West Virginia. It contains a huge amount of clean-burning natural gas that could be used to power our economy. But it's not easy to produce the natural gas from this formation, so companies are using a process called hydraulic fracturing. We have an expert on this process in the studio today. He is Ron Hyden, Strategic Business Manager for Production Enhancement at Halliburton. Welcome, Ron. Thank you. Why is it so hard to produce the natural gas from the Marcellus Shale Formation? Well, the Marcellus Shale is like uh, many other shales. It's basically an ultra-low permeability reservoir. So trying to coax it to produce commercially at commercially acceptable rates is the real trick. In terms of... um, Will it produce? Yes, it'll produce easily, but not at commercial rates. And so you have to deploy the latest in technology to try to get to those commercial levels to uh, make a viable business. So what is hydraulic fracturing, and how does it really help to produce natural gas or even oil in places? Well, hydraulic fracturing, is just as the name implies, uh, we use water to uh, impart pressure on rock and break the rock open under pressure. And so once the rock is broken open, then we uh, extend the, ex- the network of fractures. Uh, in many cases, we place a propant uh, in with the fluid such that when we release the pressure, the fracture is not allowed to heal, but it has a uh, propant material, a bridging agent, that has a higher permeability to it. And where does this happen? Where do you actually fracture the rock? How far down below the Earth's surface are you going? Very good point. Um, the fracture treatments that we're doing, particularly in the Marcellus Shell, are... are fairly deep. This is greater than 5,000 feet below the surface of the earth. You're looking at greater than a mile down, something typically on the order of 8,000 feet, 9,000 feet, something like that. How long has the energy industry been using this process for natural gas and oil production? Well, hydraulic fracturing was invented in 1947, but it was first commercially offered via a license to Halliburton in 1949. So we've been doing this now for 60 years long time. Ron, I've heard many energy experts say that the so-called easy oil and the easy natural gas are gone, in essence, and that this industry will need to use technology to produce the the remaining abundant amounts of energy that are in the ground still today. Is hydraulic fracturing one of those technologies that probably will have to be used more frequently in the future? Hydraulic fracturing has been used now for, like I say, 60 years. It has it was a, uh, a commonly uh, accepted uh, program as early as the 60s and back even into the 50s. So we've been fracturing for quite some time, for several decades, and that fracturing process has carried us to this point. Uh, it's roughly estimated about a third of the reserves that are currently produced were a result of hydraulic fracturing. So hydraulic fracturing is not new, and it has carried us to this point. And obviously, going forward, as the quality of the reservoirs uh, decline, then we will clearly be using hydraulic fracturing and the latest technologies to, to keep those reservoirs commercially producible. Some concerns have been raised about possible contamination of drinking water from pumping the chemicals used in hydraulic fracturing down hole. How do you respond to those concerns? Well, we've 
put a lot of effort in understanding the mechanisms of uh, best practices for well construction and then uh, placing hydraulic fracturing treatments into the pay intervals down hole and making sure those intervals get the focus of that treatment and nothing escapes or comes away. Um, the states regulate many of these well construction, in fact all the well construction aspects, and it's those regulations then that have helped guide us toward safe application of hydraulic fracturing for all these decades. Again, it's not a new process and we've been following it for quite some time. And we have not had an, uh, an event indicating that we had communication from a hydraulic fracture down hole communicating back into an upper level of uh, underwater drinking, uh, underground drinking water. Have some government agencies verified that? Have you had some agencies that have looked into the process and examined whether or not there could be any impact on drinking water? Well, absolutely. The first government agencies, obviously, were the states. Uh, they set the regulations, and then they came back and monitored to look and see, did the regulations apply and were they working for us? But, of course, probably the biggest one is the uh, EPA. The EPA uh, got involved uh, in the 2000s, and, in fact, the latest uh, study, I believe, from EPA was in 2004. And there again, after an extensive investigation in one particular area of the country, uh, they came to the conclusion that there was no uh, evidence of communication between fracturing fluids and an underground uh, uh, source of drinking water. Let's, let me ask you another question that's a little bit broader than that. Um, Ron, what would happen overall to domestic oil and natural gas production if the industry could not use hydraulic fracturing to produce domestic supplies? If we take hydraulic fracturing off the table in U.S. land, we will not have a U.S. land oil and gas field. We will not have commercially productive wells. We have only gotten to this point with the life of our fields in the United States by using hydraulic fracturing for the last 30 or 40 years especially, but at this point going forward without hydraulic fracturing, we do not have a domestic oil and gas production. And that's onshore. What about offshore? Offshore uh, has different types of treatments. You wouldn't necessarily characterize them as the same as hydraulic fracturing. In some cases offshore, they, the reservoirs are of a high enough quality and permeability that they can produce. You still have issues with uh, producibility of sands and formations that uh, require advanced chemistries used down hole. And so the difference between that and what we're using on U.S. land under hydraulic fracturing has a lot of similarities. So a lot of the issues we're discussing here would still come up. If we take hydraulic fracturing off the table, we have um, a termination of our domestic oil and gas industry. Without hydraulic fracturing then, and without other technologies perhaps that you've alluded to here, could we potentially become more dependent on foreign oil and natural gas supplies? Absolutely, and it would happen immediately. We do not have the ability to commercially produce our oil and gas properties in the United States without hydraulic fracturing. If you take that off, those properties are no longer commercial immediately. And therefore, within a very short period of time, the decline life of your currently producing wells, then you will have to replace that energy with energy bought uh, from overseas. Very interesting, Ron. Thank you so much for coming in today, and thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio. Thank you very much. 
Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org.